Hello, everybody. Uticast episode number 30. Episode number 30, you know what else is 30? Us. Well, uh, but you, you were newly, newly 30. Newly 30. You know, Survived I, New York, newly 30, made it back. I, uh, I haven't accepted it fully yet. Don't feel, it doesn't feel any different. Well, it's, it's not really different. No, it's not. It doesn't seem like very it. different. Uh, we have a good friend of the show on this week, Matt Massor, who's doing all sorts of really cool stuff here in the city. He's going to come talk about it. We got Justin Parkinson, uh, and let's just do it, right? Move right in. Number 30. Boom. Streamed by uh, Mr. Made Utica Justin Parkinson and our good friend Mark Simon and good friend of the show Kate Riley. Um, I feel like this is one of those things where we just decided, you know, I, you said Parkinson's coming on the show. That's bad news for me as it always is. Yep. We're going to miss Higgins. She's snowed in. We've got the snowstorm, so we're getting weird and we're just going to start live streaming ourselves to the internet. It's very strange. And for everyone who, uh, you know, where's Aaron been? I let Aaron off the hook this week. I called her and told her, like, look, I understand it's snowing out. Because um, she wanted to come on and defend her botch at the Comets game <laughs> that she got called out of the I internet for. I heard about for. that. She did. Yeah. I didn't hear it. I didn't see any video of it. I'm going to have to reach out to the fans and listeners to see if there's any video of the botch. But I want she's going to come on and defend herself, I feel like. Yeah, if there's any video for that, send it to the Udcast at Gmail. And if you want to mix in a mailbag question here or there, that'd be great as well. Yeah, that'd be nice. It, we haven't gotten too many mailbag questions as of late. I haven't really been pushing it. That's probably that's probably my fault. I'm fine with blaming that on you. That's <laughs> good. I'm fine with good. that. 100% your fault. We're back from New York. Uh, my 30th birthday adventure. You, yeah, me, Mr. Parkinson. Uh, what did you uh, think of New York? Your impressions? I. It was nice to go with you and see a little bit of a look at your side of the world. And obviously yeah. we talked about our friend Eric as well. And uh, I had a good time. I was definitely ready to leave. By the time we left, yes. I was so happy to be coming home. And I don't know if it was because we got four hours of sleep the night before yeah. our last day there. Yeah. I don't know if it was because I chose to take a fresh out of the box pair of shoes on my first day down there. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad I'm not sure which, well. but they were Vans. I figured they'd be all right. No, I did that once. I bought a pair of Vans and like I was like, I'm gonna walk to the faraway bodega and break them in. And then I came back and my ankle was bleeding. It's the middle of summertime. Not great. Um, <laughs> I will say, uh, it, you know, I hate to use the phrase hindsight's twenty twenty because it's very you hear it all the time. But sure. We did do some recapping of the trip. We probably made a couple crucial errors during, along the way. We could have yeah. done a better job. That's uh, fair. Had a great time at the museum. Had a great time at the Knicks game. Had a good time staying up late. We had one of those weird nights, like we were in like 13 years old. Where we, you like, get punched drunk, really late. you sleepover, we were, and you're laughing about the dumbest stuff in the world, but you're laughing so hard yeah, you're we almost crying. we were watching crying. like the Sandlot at 3 in the morning, just like... We were watching the Sandlot. <laughs> it's a good time. Sandlot. I'm, it's too bad that we couldn't cut a section for the show that night, because that... <laughs> Whatever night it was, like Tuesday night or that Monday night, that was the... That was a good night. That was probably the peak of the off-the-beaten-path New York trip. <laughs> you to cast after hours, after hours, after hours. No one ever hears it. Um, it's Martin Luther King Day, so it we is. all had the day off, it seemed like. 
Everyone was off today. I just happened to have the day off. We were still open where I work, but uh, Mondays tend to be my days off anyway, which works out well. But yeah, everybody I know had the day off. I feel like even though there was so much snow on the ground today, our house was like a hub of communication. Yes. People coming in and out all day. Yeah, people just doing stuff without our permission against It makes you think about how how nice life would be if everybody just had the day off all the time. Just all the money (laughs) you need and everybody's got the day off and you can hang out with your friends and just have fun. I'm jealous of the freelance lifestyle right now because I was like, I just woke up whenever today. Speaking of freelance lifestyle, we might have to ask Parkinson when he gets on here about how nice it must be for him, the freelance lifestyle. Where every day is a snow day, even if it's every 70 degrees. Every day is a snow oh. day, I know. Um, it is Snowpocalypse 2016 so far, right? So far for the year, this is our big snowstorm. That's true. Uh, when we came in from New York, I don't remember what day we drove in. but It was we, Wednesday. Wednesday. We got a lot of phone calls on Wednesday. My mom Dude, called about everybody. it. 17 everybody. 17 times. She said, listen, when you come in, you gotta, it's really bad. You gotta be careful. And we're driving, we're driving along, we're driving along. And we get past Albany, and I don't want to jinx it, so I'm not really saying anything. No but, snow, though. But I'm thinking in my no head, snow. like, I was led to believe there would be snow on this snowpocalypse here. Uh, I mean, I'll cut right to the chase. I didn't see any snow until, like, Pizza Classic. Yeah. Pizza Classic, <laughs> and, like, it started snowing a little bit. Yeah. And people are like, I'm figuring homes are underground, people they haven't been seen for days, and there was nothing. No, it's fine. This is real snow, though. This is this is pretty intense. I it's mean, crazy to me. We live somewhere where it snows a lot, and like we definitely get winters and stuff. Every year, the first time it snows, there's still people out there acting like it's the first time they've ever seen it. Yes, their first time on the. No matter what happens, those people always exist. Roads were bad today when we were on the road. The roads were pretty nasty. Um, we went on a bunch of errands today, and it was not a good idea. We probably we probably got out of our depth. I think it was a great <laughs> idea, and we came home too early. I love driving in the snow. It's the best. Um, yeah, I I wonder if we're going to get continued snow. Now, we've got kind of lucky so far. It's like middle of January. Oh, we haven't sure. really gotten any real snow. I feel like this might be the start of something bad, though, right? I heard somebody somebody wiser than me told me today that we got all of December's snow just today. I think they're <laughs> probably not wrong. <laughs> probably not wrong. All right, so uh, I went outside today, and I dusted off the car. That was my big snow moment of the day, and I, I, I busted my arse pretty good. You were out there. You missed an opportunity calling that a snowman? <laughs> snowman. Yeah, it was a good snowman. Right uh, so I'm out there dusting off the car, and I and I and I busted my arse pretty good. And you were out there, and you were shoveling the front lawn. Uh, Are you front... trying to do arse? Arse. I didn't want to. Arse I don't want to waste my one swear trying word. Trying to make yet, arse really. happen? No, I just don't want to waste my one swear just word. Just checking. Go ahead. Uh, I'm not Irish <laughs> enough to pull that off. You know what though? Kind of what I'm saying. Let me sidebar something here for a second. Um, when I used to work at the restaurant uh, in New York, um, take a shot. Uh, I used to say y'all. To people, hi everybody. How are y'all doing? Today? I do say y'all. I say y'all. It's a convenient word. I I'm, wish we could like draft that. I'm not southern. It's a. It's you know commonly equate, acquainted with like southern culture, right? To say y'all. Yeah. Yeah. And for a long time, I was like, I don't know why I picked up y'all. Why do I say y'all? And I write it on Twitter a lot. I use y'all during our our like. Well, that's tweeting. because a hipster runoff is the reason you use y'all <laughs> on the internet. That's what okay, that's well, about. Yeah, but um. My sister made a good point to me when I was talking to her about it. I brought this up to her a couple days ago, and she's like, the other option, we're Italian, the other option is use, use guys. guys. Hey, use guys, what's going on? Hi, everybody, welcome to Carmine. How are you guys doing tonight? I feel uh, like use guys fits into the Carmines better than y'all. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't want to play into the stereotype. You know how it goes. We talked about this a lot. We saw a lot of Irish cultural cultural appropriation uh, in New York City and everywhere around here. Do you, are you, why aren't you more offended by this? Because I'm already Irish. It's great. Of course, everybody wants to be Irish. 
What else would you pick? It's we were the in, best. We were in Big Lots looking for a looking for a record player table, and uh, we saw all this like St. Patrick's Day stuff, just big glittery shamrocks, and just like I respect these people for making their money. That's fine. <laughs> yes. Go ahead, sell whatever you sell. If these if these people are going to Big Lots to buy this horrible, horrible, semi offensive St. Patrick's Day wreath, make your money. <laughs> Whatever you got to do. Are you going to hang any St. Patrick's Day decorations here at our home? I actually have contractors coming the second <laughs> the sky is clear to paint the whole house green. So. Good. All right. Uh, Mr. Parkinson, after the break. Let's, I feel like uh, it's inevitable. We're going to have to, so we might as well. Yeah. Let's put some bumper music on, but let's make it the ultimate bumper music. How about that? I don't know what that means or why you're touching me when you say that, but it's gonna be good. Uh, we'll see. You're going to like it. I quit. Despite our very best efforts to leave Justin Parkinson in New York City. I gotta tell you, I thought it was close for that first half of Madison Square Garden where he didn't make it to the seats. I'm like, maybe we finally lost him. He lives here with Stefan Emichek now. He lived here forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really tried to get, to get you just to stay in New York forever, Parkinson. What happened? You couldn't... I thought it would be a nice thing for your birthday to get you a t-shirt. <laughs> you did. You did This get... is what happened. This is like days later. An extra large t-shirt. It's an extra large. I can't even wear it. What am I going to do with that? They didn't it's, ask for sizes. It's too big for yeah, me. Tell me what size it's you are. too wore. small for Kevin. I took a guess. So as we're live casting, does anybody think it's a problem that microphone that was just duct, <laughs> duct taped to this weird thing up behind the other microphone fell? Is that no, bad? No. I got to tell you. Live casting is strange. A lot of I'm stuff I'm very salty that all the things that are going on right now. <laughs> yeah. I, and I blame you for this. Yeah. This is, you, were, see, you told me. You said, I'll be nice to you on your birthday. Yeah. And then after that... Right back to being. So we normally yeah. we normally do the show just the two or three right. of us in the room doing it. Right now we're in the room with like no less than six or seven people. Yeah. Everybody's live casting. Justin, why don't you explain a little bit about what we're doing here? Which what we're trying. Okay. I don't know what we're doing. We're we're okay. trying to um, stream the show as it's happening as a test run because we have um, the ability to use cell phones and iPads to talk to each other over a network, and then just broadcast it to YouTube. So right. we're doing kind of a beta run to see what our possibilities are, how we got to improve it and all that stuff, because we, we want to kind of do more of this type of stuff. Now with you guys, of course. I mean, this is... This is... <laughs> we're trial run. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, no, we're guinea pigs. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm glad you... Um, I'm actually glad we're doing this today, because I uh, this week's guest, uh, yeah. Matt Masur from Through and Five Live, Yeah. Uh, he... We did the interview over the internet as well. We used mm-hmm. like some different program because it wasn't face to face because of this terrible weather. So this is a very like tech. We're very tech savvy guys. We're out here in the storm, just using technology to overcome what nature's throwing at us. Yeah, sucking yeah. up all how the very twenty sixteen of us. Yeah, yeah. And our bandwidth is through the roof <laughs> right now. Yeah, we're just destroying the Wi Fi in my house. It's never gonna work again. How no crazy more. is that though? There's just a bunch of cell phones and then some apps. For anybody and then who's we're not on YouTube, for it's anybody amazing. who's not tuned in live to the internet right now, uh, we've got like four different cameras going in the studio, doing different angles, trying to show all of us talking. So as we record the show, we're also broadcasting live to the internet because I assume a lot of people aren't going to see it. Yeah. No. Who do listen yeah, to the show. It's so not just very explain what's going on. Yeah, it's not very advertised. We're just kind of messing around seeing yeah. what happens. So. Yeah. Look out, honey. 
because we're using technology. <laughs> Pinky Pop and the Stooges. You ever heard that one? That's a good one. Yeah. Um, so let's talk. While we have you on the show right now, why don't you talk about uh, I Love You to Day? You want to talk about that? Yeah. You ready to talk about that? Probably not, right? If you want to get people hyped up for it or what? You're yeah. on TV. Don't look so sad. Yeah, no. what the heck, man? Of course I'm ready. I'm always ready. So go ahead. Tell it's, the world. Um, March 3rd at MVCC. Um, it's going to be some live music, a discussion panel with some people you know, involved with Utica, just kind of talking about various topics and things that are kind of happening from different perspectives. Um, and then there'll be a bunch of vendors who are going to be giving away some samples and selling some items and things like that. What so. kind of samples? Lots of stuff. What do you think? I, I heard Utica Day. I mean, I mean it can sure. be. I'm, 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 what do you I'm, love about Utica? I'm asking, even though I know the answer, I'm asking. So <laughs> I shouldn't give the answer to the listener. Uh, there's, a, there's, there's a bunch of vendors. Uh, there's uh, food. It, yep. Yep. I like Coffee, food. beer. I don't know. No, no beer. No, just kidding. Um, we have a lot of stuff, though, and it'll be pretty interesting. There'll be live music. For a little bit, there'll be the panel discussion for a little bit. So, like, the vendors are, are going to be there where you can kind of talk to them, um, try out their foods, buy stuff off them, but also yeah. get a little bit of live music and, and uh, so just what, a conversation with people, too. So. What day is it? March 3rd. What time? 6 to 9 p.m., my 6 friend. 6 to 9 p.m. Live at the Mohawk. Right, yeah. does, it cost, does it cost the people any money? Yes. <laughs> you have to go to Mutica.com, Kevin. I'm not going to sell it. You said the general public. You, you said you were ready for this, Parkinson. <laughs> You're not. I, I was waiting for you to throw it right there. Like, yes, five dollars at Mutica.com. Yeah. I blame twenty-five dollars for everybody now because of Kevin. Well, look, <laughs> we're we're bringing it up now because you're probably going to hear us talk about yeah. it a lot coming up. You're going to run that forum, so. I think. Right? I'm actually. Excited I am going to run that forum. I'm actually excited to run that forum. You know, we you we did the last forum, the the Made in Utica. Yeah. What, what are we called the title on that one? I don't oh, remember. Yeah. There's nothing. I'm the there. talent, my friend. I remember this kind of. You hired me for. But I feel like there's yeah, nothing but there's nothing but good things to be gained by like having these sort of town hall style discussions and like get people in a room and get everybody mm-hmm. talking and get everybody on the same page. I it's, think it's a good idea. It's a nice touch to have the college involved too because you get some people who are new to the area and then yeah. also residents. And it's true, and and as somebody who was there in the first couple of days when we were figuring out me and Utica and what we were and what we hoped to be. It's a cool turn to see Maiden Utica take to yeah. be hosting something of this level and doing a thing like this. You know what I mean? If there's yeah. going to be an iHeart Utica day, it made sense that it was us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It made They've sense that it's Maiden Utica. Fantastic. At MVCC with the cultural series and everything, too. They made it very, yeah. very easy and fun, and we're really looking forward to it. So, On my end of that, I'm actually glad we're working with, me, uh, with MVCC, I yeah. guess, because I worked for MVCC as a temp yeah. very briefly, and they're all really cool people. All the people I met there, they're They really threw nice. you out when you were trying to make this triumphant return, like, ha-ha. <laughs> this I'm is the back. guy. <laughs> this is the place that's trying to throw you out of a job. But all you can say is... <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, Justin. Uh, the joke in New York. I get it. Um, all right. Let's move on to two local stories. Uh, one that got a lot of buzz while we were in New York and we didn't really oh, talk about man, it. Oh, man. I bet I know. I know. And then one that didn't. And this one, actually, I saw the article today. You posted it from the Maiden Utica Twitter. Uh, it's about the eight-year anniversary of the Traumatine Cafe. Traumatine. No, I don't know how to pronounce Jesus. it. Jesus. The tram. I guess call it the tram. It's your Tramontane. Tramontane. I don't know how to pronounce things. Well, I do just call it the tram. I call it the tram. I've been calling it the tram for like eight years. Exactly today. I've been calling it the tram. Eight years to the day. So we actually did drive down to the tram today, you and me, in the snowstorm, Kevin. And we attempted to go 
try and like surprise interview right? yeah. <laughs> from the tram, and they were closed. Yeah, we went. We went at four o'clock. It looked like snow apocalypse. It looked like snow yeah. piercer. Like it, it was. <laughs> everything was covered in snow. The lights were off. Like, well, I guess that's not the interview. This Makes week. you wonder though: is that Martin like Luther King Day or the <laughs> snow? It's a little bit of both. Maybe they took the holiday off. Maybe they took snow. Everybody Maybe both. It gives you like double the reason just to not work today. It's like snow holiday. Eh, you know whatever. I feel like that's the time I want to be in the tram drinking coffee. Yeah, having soup and yeah. sandwich. And like just reading a book, exactly. Yeah. They did like some time. crazy uh, open mic stuff last night and everything. It's just a good place. So uh, I just want to throw a couple things out there since it is the eight year anniversary. Uh, every time I go into the tram, I can't help but be reminded of the legendary Virgo Bat and Leo Frog's coffee house that was on. It was in Bag Square before Bag Square was cool. Is it Johnny's Pizza. Was it Johnny's uh, Pizza? Yes, Johnny's yeah. Pizza. I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, an important place for me and Kevin specifically. We talked sure. about how important that was in our formative years of sure. playing music. That place was great. I remember trying yeah. to get. I remember trying to get my dad when I was like fourteen, fifteen years old, and they were having like punk shows down there, selling like Boylan's cream soda in this weird little coffee house. So there's a stage all the way in the back, and the rest of the place is couches to sit. Yeah. And there's a bunch of like fourteen through seventeen year olds going to like punk rock shows on couches yeah, in the awesome. dark. Getting so gassed awesome. up on cream soda. We had a lot of fun times down there. But it was funny because I would try to get I would talk to my dad and like, Dad, you gotta bring me down to Virgo Bats, like this whatever band is gonna play down there or something, or I'm playing down there. And you know, let alone trying to get your parents to drop you off into Bag Square when you're fifteen, sixteen <laughs> now. Yeah. <laughs> but back when I was fifteen and sixteen, you're talking about like ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand. Yeah. When the only thing down there was like peepers, a bunch of empty buildings and Virgo bats. I'm like, Yeah, Dad, just drop me off downtown. I promise I'll get home later. <laughs> and you know, God love me did. <laughs> and I had a lot of good times at Virgo Bats. Uh, yeah, that was an important place. And if you really want to know what Virgo Bats look like, just imagine emptying all the trams decorations into Johnny's Pizza. Because <laughs> a lot of the decorations are very... It's not far, it's not far yeah. off. Yeah. Uh, and for anyone who's ever been down to the tram and met Robin, she's one of the best. She's great. Eventually, I'm going to try and get her to come on the yes, show. Yes, we got to come all I feel like it would have been yeah. bad if she came on the show this week because we were ready, like... We had talked about it. We had contacted her, uh, you know, before to be on. We'd never gotten yeah. a date lined up, whatever. And we were ready to just go, Sam, you and me drove down there. And we're like, we're going to go in, order a coffee, just kick in the door and take an interview. <laughs> Whether they like it or not. Like, we're ready to just roll up, like, gorilla radio out of the snow. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's pretty. It, you know what, though? And I will say, we talked about it earlier when we got down there. It was about the time we pulled into the tram parking lot and realized there was nobody there. That I looked around at the weather and said, maybe maybe there's a reason there's nobody yeah. here today. I'm like looking out the window and just noticing it's still snowing. See, I'm, I feel like I'm in the minority and maybe I'm crazy. I love, I love, love, love driving in the snow. That's fine. I love yeah. the drive in the snow. Like, it's going you. around the corners, yeah, whipping around. You go kind of slow. You're out there. It's like a video game that you it's, can sort of control. We say that all it's the time, though. It's not me or you or it's the other people that just gets you a little bit nervous. True, but like, you, you, you know you I can't believe we just openly conceded that he could just drive the entire way down and back. I thought we were going to die. Well, no, it was... During, like, no. Oh, come no. On. Look, that was, I thought that was pretty well done by me on that drive. You're like yelling at your mom, oh, I'm driving in New York, i got to call you back. No, no, no. no. <laughs> my mom called and we were driving and I did that thing to say, my, I'm driving, I got a phone. I could have talked to her. I just didn't, I didn't at that moment want to speak to her. Sorry, Ma. I love you, Ma. But I was well, not panicking. At that did, your mom wait, did your mom listen to the show? My mom claims to listen to the show occasionally. So should there. you start giving her like trivia? Like, hey, Mom, listen, if you listen to the show, you would know what, you know, so-and-so says about so-and-so. Yeah, I guess. She's, she's, 
she is still comprehending how to make the thing press play on her phone. She's like, I uh, have the app. Fair enough. But I put the thing up and then I close it and it goes off. And I'm like, all right, well, I... <laughs> all right. <laughs> it might be, uh, listen, it might be too late uh, for you. Yeah. So let's move on to another local story. We didn't really hit this last week uh, when it was at the height of its, uh, of its exposure about the Whitesboro seal, about the racist... Uh, Indian and Whitesboro settler wrestling. Yeah, on yeah, the yeah. I don't think we have to give too much introduction. Anybody who listens to our show probably knows what we're talking about here with the the Whitesboro Town Seal. This is the although I get every argument from every side. This is the perfect example of manufactured controversy. This has come up and been in the news yeah. so many times, and it's been this close to making it. Like every year, it's like, will the seal make it? Will the seal make it? And nobody cared. Nobody cares either way. Nobody was saying anything. Everybody knows what it is. Till finally it reaches that tipping point, gets enough media exposure. But now it's like, you know, village under siege. And this, no, it's not. It's the same thing that it's been. And like, yeah, does it look kind of bad in today's day and age? Sure, it does. Did anybody actually care before we were told to care by viral shared posts and dumb news stories on shows we watch? No, nobody cares. Like, yeah. well, at this uh, point, should they change it? Yeah, probably. It's probably time. Yeah. But, like, they, they get people riled up. Like, if this sign was changed without this media fanfare, nobody would care. Now, if you change it, you're going to have all those people, like, well, I'm not bowing down to, you know, this, that, and the yeah. other thing. We're going to keep it the same. You never it's cared the, before this. Just change it. It's Who the gives fire a station shit? Jesus it's sign, you know? It's the thing. It's like everyone's got an opinion by it. Someone's going to be offended about it. It's just, it is what it is. It is offensive. It depends how much they want to fight for it. If the people in that town vote to keep it, then I'm a little bit. I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed by your ability to shoehorn firehouse Jesus sign into almost anything that I talk about. Well, it, I mean, it's it not is, bad. Though. It, it is. It's impressive. the same premise. It's no, wrong. Right. It's definitely wrong. And then just some people have. Uh, they're allowed to uh, dictate if it is or isn't. They voted that it's not. So that's the people of the town. They don't care. What is it about? Who them, cares you know? about your town seal? What do you get a tattooed on your neck? Change it to whatever. I saw somebody on Facebook who wanted to make the whites for town seal Joe's Pizza. Yeah, <laughs> yep, that's the winner. Absolutely, yeah. Joe's that's Pizza fine. Go ahead, everybody loves Joe's Pizza. Uh, just make that the thing. Nobody cares. It's your town you seal. Like, they do. Cares? You just. I got can't choke Indians. I got a couple takes. No, no, you cannot choke Indians. It's just the way that it is. I mean, the seal is offensive. I got a couple takes on this. I saw a lot of people on Twitter and Facebook and on the social media like reposting like the Stephen Colbert thing about it or Jimmy Fallon at ten seconds on Seth, Seth Myers, Myers and whatever. Nobody but, saw the Seth Myers one. I, that's, that continues along the line with everything Seth Meyers does. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, buddy. Uh, back at you, Seth. I feel like if I'm like someone who lives in Westboro or someone from around here, I'm probably not trying to put that on my. I probably, I probably, like this okay. negative story. Here's the, here's the thing. We're gonna do a little test real quick right here live on the show. Sure. Both you, all three of us, we all live in Utica, and we're talking about this town seal in Whitesboro, this and the other thing. What does the Utica town seal look like, or the city seal? What's it look like? Describe it to me. It's a, it's an overlooking the river. So like vaguely overlooking the river, Sam. What do you think? I would imagine it is just a large bowl of greens and then a half moon cook two half hey, hours behind it to make it look like, like a Mickey Mouse hat. Rafaro's not the mayor anymore so there's no more <laughs> greens or half moons but like that's the trick like you can't really name it because it doesn't matter the yeah. town seal doesn't come up in your day to day life like they're manufacturing a battle for people to divide themselves on so they can keep fighting with each other about shit that doesn't matter while they 
just run all this other yeah. stuff that people actually care about underneath, like, the story of manufactured like drama for no reason. And it's me, horrible. But let me ask you this, though. You think they should change it, though? Yeah, you probably should. Right. If it's a friendly today. Indian pilgrim wrestling match, have them doing, like, a pop-up powerbomb or, like, <laughs> a figure four or a sharpshooter, like... Just get the hands off the neck. You don't have to change it that much. But, like, if Nike can update the way they draw their swoosh once every nine years or so, I think we can update yeah. the Whitesboro Town seal with the Indian getting choked out. There's no reason not yeah. to. How about just... Who needs that? Like, who needs it to not change? How about just the Indian and the other guy, like, on a cliff, pointing off into the distance? Like, like the end. Yeah. Aha. Us That's together. a good one, right? Yeah. That's fine. No one's going to argue about that. That's together forever. They should just change it to why can't everyone... We chill with each other. Everyone was chill with each other. Grizzle. Oh man, that's that's the biggest thing. Wouldn't the uh, world be a tight place to live if everyone was chill with uh, each other? I, I want to tie this into something else too, though. Like uh, we've been watching, we just watched a football game last week with the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Under protest, right? Yeah. Is people are all up in arms about the Washington Redskins, and I think that's another one that should get changed. Why does the Chiefs not get yelled at? That's still a court. Because of Redskins. Aren't you kidding ago. me? Oh, Redskins should definitely be Chiefs. Three or four That's episodes terrible. ago, because you want to backtrack. I've already spewed my piece on this. They're, they're, you can't Because Chief the is the name for the head of the tribe. Redskin is the name that you call him when you're a white guy trying to denigrate who he is. No. There's a reason the Redskins get the attraction they do when chief or seminal or warrior okay. or brave or indian yeah that's fine and that's a fair point and i'm just trying to get to the levels of this because so you go to chicago right you got the chicago blackhawks mm-hmm. chicago blackhawks not an offensive name that's right? a tribe no what about their logo you ever see their logo yeah i've seen it it's Logos a are very name large redskins are an easy target because redskin is an insult term like mm-hmm. oh yeah you know we get this pack of redskins here in town causing trouble not we got this pack of chiefs this pack of blackhawks indians braves whatever it is mm-hmm. But specifically, redskin is a derogatory term for Indian Americans. Well, same thing. Imagine if you tried to have a team that was a derogatory term for African Americans, and you called them specific derogatory names. That would never go over. No. Well, you might be able to put the same thing: warriors, kings, you know, different things like that. Redskins, in and of itself, is an insulting term. Whereas something like Chiefs doesn't get the heat that Redskins gets yeah. because you Chiefs know what. It's just a word that the Indians use. I just want to, but I guess the question then goes from there: Will we get to a point going forward where we start to think maybe that's also bad? Like, is there gonna, are we going to keep going farther with this to where you can't yes. reference anything? Let me let me let me have this. this. I wanna, Probably then we'll overcorrect. Go ahead. Let me have this one. We're still saying the word Redskins like it's nothing, and then tying in that it's bad. Like, well, saying Redskins, we're still dropping. The R word, like, it's nothing. Like, you're not... We're holding... There's other words, not even from a racial thing, but the way, like... There's certain words you say about people, women, like... You don't use a specific word becomes a something word. Redskins is not even that thing where it's like, whoa, you just... When you say Redskins, I don't think twice about it. But if you dropped the C word, I'd be like, whoa... Aggressive. What, Chiefs? Well, right, but that's... that's I, I think no, I Chiefs. I <laughs> There's words that we have in the diction. Redskins... Well, anyone to say it's bad and then still use the actual word Redskins while they're explaining why it's bad, like, it doesn't cl- click in your brain that you can't even say that. You just spew it out like... You're, and, you're, and you're right about that, and I think that's the point that, you know, the American Indian lobby is trying to make about it. Like, you know, you people don't even think Redskins is offensive. When we hear this, we feel this specific way. 
And I think that that's something, you know, with a larger level, when it comes down to a lot of stuff we're seeing in the past couple of years, we've lived in this outrage culture where everybody wants to make a vendetta against, we have to change this and this. And you ask, like, eventually we get to a point where anything that offends anybody is banned forever. Yeah. And no, probably not. There will be an overcorrection at some point. I think that we're real hard to one side of the spectrum where it's an overly sensitive thing. When you come back to it, most people in most groups are reasonable people who understand within some degree, like, you know, there's there's some interplay from side to side, you know, where it's almost like looking at yourself and being like, you know, we can say this thing or that thing. And that's why somebody like Indians or Braves, maybe we don't have to change. But Redskins being a derogatory term is just... But that's my point, what, though. You've what, what used I the say, word Redskin like 15 times. You haven't even I, stopped yourself from saying it. Like well, of you, course, like of you course. would never just use a certain type of words about a, what, a couple in your vocabulary. What it comes it doesn't down even to, stop you from being like that R word. You don't even think of that. What like, it comes down not, to for me at the right. end of the day is how much does the word Redskin mean to you that if even 10 people are hurt by it, who cares? Let's change it. I don't care. Change whatever. Like, if this doesn't work for you, yeah, fine. Let's change it. Doesn't the word really... Kevin offends me, and I want to change. That's fine by me, because the word Justin, the word Parkinson, and Both everything about <laughs> it offends me. Highly offends Good. It's going to be a long That's fine. battle. All right. Let's, uh, let's take... You know what? We've gone. We've gone off the rails here with this. Uh, let's, let's move along. Uh, we, had a, we had some technology here in play. Yeah. Uh, using technology. Twice. Yep. Iggy Pop. Or him. Yep. Yeah, anyway. Uh, me and uh, <laughs> so for a long time I've been calling him Matt Masur, and then he corrected me and said it's Matt Mazur. Oh, okay. he told me you that. Didn't call him Masur. I've been calling him Masur for years, but uh, Mazur. Yeah, Matt Mazur. Apparently, is the way he's Major Mazur. Uh, I met Matt Mazur uh, doing uh, Bill Farda's podcast at Saranac Thursdays. I met him sort of offhand, and we had a casual conversation afterwards. And he ended up being a guy who's very much in line with like the podcasting world that we. Uh, dip our toes into, I guess is a nice way to put it. Uh, but he's a really, he's really into these, uh, the new media and a lot of the ways that we, you know, the ways we're going to be consuming stuff going forward. He's a really good guy. He gave us some time here for an interview this week uh, about 315 Live and Venture Technica. And uh, here it is right here. Yeah, Matt Mazur. You still blow my mind. That's his name. I, I know, man. I don't know what to tell you. Crazy. I feel like your name was floating around before I really knew you. Like, I don't know why I knew your name initially, but when I actually met you, I think the first time I met you in person was at the Saranac Thursday event when I came on to do Phil's podcast. I think I met you yeah. there. But I'm trying to yeah. think of what I would have known you from beforehand, because I feel like I definitely heard your name uh, at least for a little bit before I came back. So Yeah, I'm not sure. You know, I know... Um... You know, when we started uh, the podcast at the brewery, uh, you know, and just the kind of the topic of local podcast came around, and and uh, I believe that I had heard of your show a little bit, uh, definitely before we met as well. But uh, I'm not sure. What uh, what did you you know, do in the podcast? And like you you were you were a podcast guy. Like I I actually uh, people ask me this all the time. Like, I, I listen to podcasts constantly when I'm not doing the show. Like I'm in the car more often than not. I'm listening to a podcast. Or listening to yeah. Music. You know what I mean? Like I don't know like if you have a passion for it or what you need to the, uh, the concept and the, the format. But. Yeah. Well, you know, really, kind of my interest in podcasting is is almost more of a an interest in a new way of regular radio. Mm-hmm. Um. I've always been kind of interested in, in regular uh, 
talk radio and uh, kind of the Howard Stern type thing. And uh, and honestly, I'm a, a big fan of the show, uh, the Bubble Love Sponge show. Yeah. yeah that comes out of Florida. Uh, and, uh, you know, they've kind of gone into new media and, and, and online broadcasting and things like that. And, um, you know, I uh, uh, my background is in uh, web development and uh, in IT and such. And I, I kind of want to do something a little different. I've been doing that for about 20 years now. And, you know, I want to pivot. I want to use those skills. But, you know, what, what's the next thing? Everything, you know, seems to be new media. So, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Uh, websites, video, audio, you know, interactive stuff. This is where it's at. And as I'm looking around the landscape, there's nobody that does that kind of on a local scale. Um, you know, you got these content companies and these startups and different things that want to make shows and all these uh, uh, different new media properties to reach the world and get millions of viewers mm-hmm. or listeners rather. Um, but to me, I, I thought, well, why don't you do it like the old school radio station model? You know, you start, you build something up local and, and loyal in a small area. And, uh, and if that works out well, you do it in another small area. And before you know it, you have a network, but in each city, you've got a kind of a loyal base. So well, you sound like uh, like maybe you're a little bit like I was. Um, I remember the tail end of listening to local radio. You know, if you go back in the archives, you know, we had uh, Rain Man from K-Rock on very early because I remember as a kid, like those people being important to me. Like yeah. the radio was the only access you had to like culture at the time. And it, the Internet wasn't really a thing until I was about 15, 16. And even then it was very sketchy, at least yeah. initially for me. So. I still I think there is a little bit of nostalgia floating around for that that type of presentation, but I think there's also a generation that doesn't have any concept for it at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and that's the thing that you know that it's by the way I I love that interview with Rain Man. That was really good. Oh, thank you. He's such a good dude. I've known him <laughs> for a really long time. He's a good guy. That's cool. That's cool, man. Um, but, but yeah, it's 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 kind of a mix of that traditional thing. And then this modern, you know, podcasting is taking off. Podcasting is great for marketing, um, which, which I truly believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, well, here's something I've always been interested in, but the kind of the new tech version of it. Um, and, and nobody's doing it. At least when I started, uh, when I launched this effort about a year ago, nobody locally was doing it. So oh, yeah. I was trying to, you know, capitalize on that. Um, and I think I have to a degree. I've, I've I've started to get some some recognition for three one five live and different things we've done. So, yeah, um, I've said it many times in private. I don't know if I ever told you personally. I really appreciate you. You threw us on to the three one five three one five live dot com website. Um, yeah, and you didn't really have to, but you did it because I assume you you were understood that we were in the same wheelhouse. What we wanted to do, but absolutely, I really, I really appreciated it. Uh, I don't know if I've ever vocalized that to you. Now we're getting sad. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you said uh, said some kind words um, at one point. Um, no, but like uh, the three one five is really interesting because you have all these these very talented creative people in this one little hub. You know, I, I really enjoy the work that Phil does yeah. there as well. So, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and that was it was an awesome thing um, uh, finding Phil and, and beginning to work with him. Um, he was referred to me by another friend of mine, uh, when I started this thing to do, uh, I started the first podcast I did was something I called, uh, Matt's modern world. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and I, I did a lot of interviews with a lot of folks and, and a number of comedians and, 
and uh, my buddy Mike Shaconi, who who uh, is a, a Utica famous guy there. Well, yeah, I've um, seen him. Uh, I saw him. Introduced me to Phil. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He was great. Um, yeah, that was great. Ripped his shirt off and everything. That was a great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a it's, great performance. It was very provocative. Um, but uh, he introduced me to Phil, and and uh, and I interviewed him, and and the one real interesting thing uh, that I found was, you know, at first I thought I was just interviewing some comedian like, Oh, you know, there's a million of these guys and some of them are talented and they're struggling and they're, you know, they're trying to do whatever. And I learned, well, Phil is a businessman, uh, as much as he's a comedian, I think, uh, and, you know, when I learned that he's oh, yeah. he promoting, uh, shows and, and, uh, and he's figured out how to take this art form that he loves and, and turn it into a business, which to me was really inspiring. I said uh, it during his episode, he is, a He's he was surprising to me, like the way I, he was not the guy I expected to meet. Because so I I love stand up comedy. I find it to be a very fascinating uh, genre of entertainment. I just think it's very vulnerable and very real and very uh, in the moment. The way that a lot of other things aren't. Um, and he was so smart. I couldn't believe how smart he was. He was yeah. You know, because <laughs> I've met a lot of stand up comedians where it's a lot of like you know like fart jokes and yelling, but he has right. a real interesting voice and perspective. And I think that sets him apart from a lot of other people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, and that was the thing that, uh, you know, was really cool that, you know, I, I got to know him a little bit and, and not long after I interviewed him, um, is when I uh, lined up the deal with Saranac yeah. and, uh, announced that we were going to be there. And, and instantly he messaged me and said, Hey man, uh, you know, this is really cool. I, I'd love to, uh, to be a part of it. And at the time, I didn't have any, you know, kind of full-time help lined up for that project. So, oh, sure, we'll give it a shot. And, man, that was that was the best thing we ever did. Um, yeah, how did that, that turn? It seemed like it always was, uh, you always had a lot of really interesting people on there. How successful, like, was that for you guys? Did you get a lot of notori- like, like notarization for that afterwards? Or were people? Absolutely. And there's there's still some, uh, actually, some there's some back episodes. Here's a little uh, tidbit for folks. There's some back episodes uh, in the hopper that we've been holding on to a little bit. Mm. Um, that we're going to be releasing here in the lead up to next year. Now, I I haven't confirmed that we're going to be doing exactly the same type of thing, but we're definitely going to be doing something in Utica uh, on Saranac Thursdays next year. And and, uh, we'll have some some cool back episodes to get you through this cold winter and remind you of the summer uh, (laughs) coming out soon. You know, I've noticed that's the... um... That's the funny thing about this time of year, too. And um, I guess I always like to pull back the curtain when we do these shows. Uh, we're doing this. Um, we're not face-to-face right now. We're doing this uh, over the Internet, the joys, yeah. of, the joys of the new world that we live in, um, because it's so terrible. out. It's tough for me to get people to come to the studio at this time of year. Like I, I almost yeah. have to go out in the world and hunt people down. That's what we ended up doing in New York last week, actually. <laughs> I just badgered some guy. I was like, just come on, man. Just come on and do an interview for like 10 minutes. It'll be fine. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. And I, I'm, I'm glad that there are other people who are looking to tap into the, the market of podcasting. Um, I get people who ask me a lot of times, like, Oh, are you going to be like, are you like mad when you hear about other people doing podcasts? And I'm like, not, not really. I, I like, yeah. I like that there's other voices out there. You know, I, we understand over here that, you know, our voice is a, not necessarily a singular voice. I hope we speak for a lot of people, but you know, there's a lot of other perspectives out there that are, that are interesting and, and give different perspective. And I think that's, that's important, you know, so now I'm going to ramble on. So, um, let's talk, well, a you know, bit. I just, just to speak to that real quick, you know, that's, um, that's the thing that I found that I really love. Um, yeah. you know, when I first started this, 
a couple months in, somebody else we found was was creating some audio content. They really weren't podcasting, but they were creating audio content. Yeah. And I had uh, an employee that worked for me at the time who who got all freaked out. You know, oh my God, somebody somebody else is doing this. You know, and, yeah. Um, that's okay. You know, and as much as I I like the uh, you know kind of closer to radio uh, world, in the radio world, it's all about competition and radio wars and and you got to beat for that listener, but you don't have to in this world. Mm. You know, you can love uh, two competing podcast shows and listen to both of them every day, you know, on your own schedule. And that's the oh, thing yeah. that's awesome about this is you do not have to pick and choose anything you're mildly interested in. You can listen to it in, at any time. It's, it's just a phenomenal medium, I think. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I wonder sometimes, uh, I've noticed, at least in my experience that, you know, the analytics for, for numbers in terms of how many people are actually, we're reaching sometimes isn't always clear. I don't always have a, a great grasp. Podcast of how many people. It's, suck. it's terrible. You have no idea. Um, and so the only time I ever really can tell when, when people are listening is we have a very, you know, we've been very lucky to have a, a fan base that's very vocal, especially on Twitter. Um, but sure. it's nice to know that you're reaching people. I, I sometimes, I never expected it when we started this show. I still, I still, me and Kevin laugh all the time. I'm always blown away that anybody ever wants to listen to anything we have to say I hear you. at any point in time. Um, I hear you. So uh, are you guys, uh, you, you seem to be doing a lot more new content coming up on 315 Live. Uh, you do work for Venture Technica as well. Do you, do you want to talk about that at all a little bit or... Yeah, so Venture Technica is um, basically the, the the parent company um, mm-hmm. that, that runs 315 Live, and it was started as um, what I had done traditionally is, is in the tech, and I still do, uh, in the tech. So, you know, uh, IT and, and web design, app development for businesses um, of all sizes, and, uh, and we still do a bit of that uh, as we integrate, you know, and go into this kind of new media world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've also, we've got an office in downtown Syracuse, and uh, we've got a studio there where um, we've set up for not only our own podcast, but that's a place that we have available kind of for rent. So uh, folks that want to try it and not invest in equipment Mm. can spend a small amount of money and come and hang out in our area and and, uh, record things and and do things like that. So, Well, that's really, that's really nice too. And, and it's good because a a lot of people don't, don't want to put down the the initial investment. The initial investment to do this is not nothing, you know, like we, we, Right. That's the joy of doing it for free. And that's also you know, the joy of doing it for free is that everyone can hear it. But, you know, it's yeah. make like upgrading microphones and equipment isn't always as easy. That's why I have to have, have a real job, unfortunately. Oh, trust me, I'm, I'm, uh, the, that's why uh, I say Venture Technica, we still offer the traditional technology services because uh, uh, we've invested in, in this new media area and we've generated some revenue with it. But I, I definitely can't say that it's uh, profitable yet. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this. What... Uh, you're, when you first got into the podcasting game, like you, you obviously were listening to people. Uh, who was your first like podcasting like interest? Like what got you started into like this world? Um, man, it's hard to say. You know, I think a lot of it. I, I started in the podcast world with some of the like I said traditional radio shows yeah, that radio started shows. to have a podcast version. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, as I got more into it, and I decided, well, you know, let's see what's out there. Um. I came to really like a show called Doug Loves Movies. I don't know if you've heard uh, heard that one with Doug Benson. Oh, I actually really like Doug Benson. <laughs> yes, he's pretty. Um, and he he's a guy who's a you know a comedian who's been in a, a number of things who's really embraced podcasting. He's got like three or four different shows, um, you know, and and uh, and I found that to be pretty interesting. Um, 
you know, Joe Rogan is, is, uh, typically a, a decent show, um, depending on who his guest is. Uh, that's, that's a good one that, uh, that you can get into depending on how serious you want to be in your afternoon. Yeah. Oh, he's, uh, um, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. Like I, of all the people whose podcasts I get told to listen to all the time, Joe Rogan, number one, like that's the one that all my buddies who listen to podcasts, like I can't believe yeah. you don't listen to Joe Rogan. Uh, he's so up your alley. I don't know what it is. I can't tell if it's like the UFC stigma or the fear factor stigma. I don't, I just don't, I, I can't buy into Rogan for some reason. I, um, I, I don't ever want him to hear me say that because he'll obviously smash me between his muscles like yeah. cream cheese. He's a big, he's a big mean dude. Uh, but I guess this actually speaks to something I, I always ask uh, in this new media world we live in, where it's so easy to to put your podcast on the air or to, to have your voice out yeah. in the world. Do you think we're eventually going to reach a point where there is almost too much media for anyone to consume? Yeah. And honestly, I think we might be getting there. Um, yeah. But that's just a place where, you know, the, the, the best rises to the top type thing, you know? Um, there are, there are shows that I have never heard of and I will discover and I will see on Patreon or I will see in different places where you can actually see their counts and there's thousands of thousands of listeners. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's the other thing to keep in mind is, you know, for, for a show to be successful, uh, for something somebody like you and I to be happy and even to a point to generate revenue, you don't need a whole lot of people. So. Uh, if you can speak to that and you can be the best, you know, podcasting, a lot of it is very, very niche Oh, yeah. Um, which is one thing I, I kind of don't like. I really like the more uh, more general type of radio shows where they might talk about three or four different topics. Oh, yeah, well, that, um, was the, that was the problem we had in doing the show in New York before we came down to do here when we did the sports and pop culture thing. Uh, I, I loved doing it. It was a lot of fun to talk about sports, but the pool that we're dropping our show into is so vast. There's a million shows that do yeah. the same exact thing. Um, you know, that's why we ended up getting away from that as much as fun, as much fun as I had doing it. It was very engaging and entertaining. It, it you know, wasn't bringing us anywhere. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, and then again, you know, that they say, you know, riches and niches. So, yeah. you know, if you were, uh, if you want to talk about fonts and there is a show called the font cast where all they talk about are fonts, um, you know, you could probably rise to the top of that pretty quick just for a lack of competition. You know, I actually, I had my letter about Helventica on that podcast. They, uh, they trashed me, <laughs> they trashed me pretty good. They weren't, they weren't fans. Nice. Um, Matt, I, I want to thank you for taking time out on this snowy, Absolutely. snowy, uh, Luther King, uh, Monday to be here on the show. Do you want to promote anything real quick before we close up? Yeah, I'll give you um, a real quick 315 Live. Uh, we actually just kind of updated our address. We got a, a slightly better URL. It's actually 315live.fm uh, now. Nice. And uh, so check that. And of course, if you go to the .com, it'll, it'll bring you there as well. So you're not going to lose anybody. But um, I think that's a little better name that uh, tells what we do a little more, obviously. And, um, and we got some, some big things coming. We've got a, uh, a, a new uh, promotional vehicle that we're going to be preparing and you're going to be able to see out and around town. And um, uh, it's going to be pretty cool. I think. Wonderful. Well, Matt, much uh, continued success for everything you're doing. Um, I think it's great that there are more people, you know, who are interested in this format and the concepts that it opens itself up to. And, you know, I think you're right. You know, there is a lot of stuff out there, but the cream will rise to the top. And I think hopefully, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of listeners and a lot of ears. And I hope as podcasting becomes more and more popular, people will just keep rolling and rolling with it, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a real pleasure. Thank you so much for being on the show. And, uh, and we'll be back in just a moment. 
Mazer, Mazer, Mazer. My mind is still blown by Mazer. I think I really got. If there's one thing I'm going to do better on this year, it's learn pronunciation of our guests' names. You, you know, you would think growing up in an area where we knew a lot of people with questionable pronunciation. Yeah, you'd think we'd be better, but Mazer, I missed that one. I, you know, and I'm a guy who gets angry when people don't pronounce my name correctly because it doesn't seem that hard to me. So like now I feel doubly like a jerk. My last name? It's not. I don't think it's that hard. No, but no one says it right. Flamalero. Mr. Flamalero. Mr. Flamalero. Flamalero. Thanks. Oh, that's a good one. Good one. Parkinson. So what's Parkinson? Commandeer to cam- camera for this part of the live cast? Yeah, he's taking video. He's using my phone to video us during the show he's supposed to be contributing to. I am contributing. How crazy is this technology, though? We were watching on the Chromecast. It's even. crazy, it's man. Technology. This is the world we live in, though, man. Now, like, everything... Like, it's all digital. It's all live. We're streaming, man. We're streaming like a four-camera live show to the internet with a pack of iPhones plugged in and taped to different things in the studio here. It's just like me on the internet drinking beer, though. This is No one wants to see this. This beer is good, though. <laughs> Shout out to Saturday Night 4059 Porter. Oh, jeez. Keep it. Were you drinking your pale ale over there? Mm-hmm. How's that pale ale treating you? It's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, we expect a check for that. <laughs> so last week, um, last week we got a little flack for our coverage of uh, the passing of legendary David Bowie. By we, okay, well, Bowie. we didn't get any flack. Uh, everybody's America's sweetheart, Katie Riley, gave me flack for my <laughs> handling of David Bowie's passing. Number one, when I I remember, I, I don't remember because I don't remember many segments from the New York show. But I remember, <laughs> I seem to remember talking about, like, uh, you know, I said you're going to get somebody's old, they pass away, it's tough, what are you going to do? I didn't realize David Bowie was only 69. Yeah. I thought he was, like, 76. Yeah, and we didn't talk about... I don't know why those seven years change it for me, but they do. We didn't talk about that new, uh, his new album either that came out. Like, it was basically a preemptive to his passing album, which yeah. I did hear about and then didn't listen to. I don't know if you listened to it afterwards. And it's one of those no. things where you Absolutely just, like, not. you leave it because it's so good then. Because I'm a big Paul Simon fan, and I still get that, and I like his new stuff, but I also know that, like... The best has happened, right? Like I have not, not listened to a new Paul Simon song. I don't know. I didn't even know Paul Simon had new music. Wow. Well, you guys are just terrible people. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> name me name me your favorite Paul Simon song that's come out past the year two thousand. Uh, so beautiful, so what? It was off the last album. Whoa. I will. I'll b- because you said it so confidently, I will believe that that yeah. is a song. There's that's two fine. of them on there. That you know what's good. weird though? I like I have weird albums. Like I, like I got into like. Paul McCartney's like solo albums in the mid two thousands that are like the Apple iPad or the Apple commercial ones. With, no, that um, one was good too. Yeah. I, but there was like Flaming Pie. That thing was up. For, Memory like, almost Grammy. full. Memory yeah, almost yeah, full yeah, was yeah. good. Yeah, that was the one. Memory was on two two two. You know what? Two 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 is a good song. Yeah. You know what's weird about that album? This is a weird fact to you know about that album. That's one of the albums they talk about all the time. That's recorded too loud. Like in it, like. If you listen to it, you can hear like the, the break of the crack on. Like, really? A lot of it is. Like, listen to it compared to another like album on your iTunes, and it's way louder. How like, do you make that? Louder. I used to hear that about uh, 
Take Off Your Pants and Jacket by Blink-182. Yeah. I heard that was one of those albums right in that time, like 2001 or so, where everything was turned up so loud yeah. in the compressor. Everything was Pro Tools. Everything was computers. Yeah. You're yeah. right about that. It's like a Spinal Tap. Why, uh, when you have 11, you know? Yes. Why not 10? Because well, I've got 11. <laughs> to 11. Let's go to 11. Uh, no, we were like, we played music. Like, when I was younger, I assumed that I... Needed to turn my amp up louder to get. Yo, it was so funny too because you think about it. We played these little tiny like bars and clubs and like some like basement shows and VFW shows, and we've all got like I've got like a Ampeg eight ten. You've got everybody's got a Marshall half stack with like a four twelve cabinet, huge and a hundred watts of like tube distortion. You're like you're in a little teeny tiny room. You're in the Valley Brook. Everybody always everybody always said we were the loudest band though. We were very, that was the best compliment I ever got. You guys are really loud. I'm like, thank you. Thank you so that's much. Like, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. Uh, well, the roundabout right that we, our coverage of David Bowie's passing, yeah. uh, there was another passing this week, and I was really sad about it. The passing of the legendary actor, Alan Rickman. You a fan of Alan Rickman, anybody? Uh, I, you know what? Here's my thing. I'm not. I'm not really a huge diehard guy. What? Um, <laughs> I just, I haven't. You know what it is? I haven't seen it much. I was never exposed to it much. Man. It's just not a movie I've seen a lot. Uh, he was good in Dogma. I don't mess with Harry Potter at all because I've got friends and hobbies. <laughs> so, no, just, dude, Harry Potter, I, I, hot, hot, scorching hot days against Harry Potter. Dude, Harry Potter I, I like to tease people though because like <laughs> I meet a lot of people. Like I'm like say I'll meet a girl and she's like I love Harry Potter. I've never seen it in the movies. I think I'm just a little bit too old to have really bought in. Never seen but that everybody, girl again either, have you? Here, here's the thing. Everybody I say it to, where I'm like I don't really mess with Harry Potter. They're all like. What do you mean? <laughs> like everybody's so upset. Those people uh, defend the wall. Yeah, you know you're 30 when um, you're on a blind date with someone who likes Harry Potter. <laughs> first, first off, Die Hard. Let's just talk. Hans Gruber is the quintessential 80s action movie villain. He is the man. Die Hard just like falls into the pack for me. Uh, I didn't see it much. I know, I know. Same. I understand ripping, how you feel. Ripping same. holes in my heart. Yeah. Uh, number two. Dogma. He was really funny in Dogma. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I watched Dogma probably at a time when I was I didn't know it was him until I saw somebody make like a Facebook meme with all of his different famous roles. I had no idea. But now I do. And he also plays the voice of the robot in uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which is another movie you know I feel very strongly about. That goes on the long list uh, in our during our New York trip. Uh, we watched a bunch of like movies and TV shows. Yeah. But I feel like more than that, there were like five movies we tried to start late at night. Yes. Watched 20 minutes of them. We're like, oh my God, we walked eight miles today. We've been drinking since noon. Yes. It's time for bed. We got about 45 minutes into Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which is a... a you got to get a better quality version. All right, I'll, I'll work on that. I'll see what I can do for you with your sense. Why don't you get this made in Utica uh, live cast stream no. off of 480p me, before you tell him? So on our Martin Luther King Day off today, when we were cleaning up the house, uh, this morning I made breakfast. I made uh, link sausage and a yeah. scrambled egg. Shout out to us from the past that when we were in grocery shopping, I said decided to get breakfast sausage because yep. it was a good move. Go Smart ahead. Move. So I'm down there. I'm making breakfast sausage. I'm making my special scrambled eggs with the, with the the Utica grind pepper and the adobo and all the delicious cheeses and it. it's good. All time. the cheese in the house. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. And you came down to steal coffee or whatever you came down here for. To do. When he says you, he does mean Justin. Yeah. You, Justin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I offered to make you breakfast. I said, "You want something to eat? You want some eggs or something?" You're like, "Bleh, eggs." And I looked down and I realized that I see where you're going. and I like it. Go ahead. And I looked down and I realized to myself. There was nothing I could offer you 
that you weren't going to complain about. I was like, well, I... <laughs> Yo, not, just, listen, Justin is a picky person in general, but when it comes to That's eating true. food, you're the pickiest you, eater. Yes, you are. You're like a bratty five-year-old. <laughs> it's insane. He's like, well, I don't eat. I know you don't eat like beef and pork, and that's fine. But you don't like dough. Anything with dough, dough any uh, kind of carbs dough, is bad. Doughy things. It's not uh, the carbs. It's just the dough taste. We went to like this. <laughs> the taste of dough is too much for your delicate sensibility. Don't care about every, carbs. Place, every place we went. Every place we went into in New York, we went to this place that was literally called dough. Yeah, it's like this uh, pop-up little donut shop. It's a donut. They had like amazing giant donuts, like just you know the no, delicious no. type of food that pops up in places like this. It's like, oh look at all this. It's all just like bread. <laughs> I couldn't make you toast. I couldn't make you eggs. I couldn't make you sausage. All three of those things have some issue. What do you even eat for breakfast? Cereal? Coffee and cigarettes. <laughs> it's a champion's breakfast. Yeah, that's, that's pretty that's true. The breakfast of champions. Um, so sticking with, uh, let's move on to something else because we've we've gone off the rails. No surprise. <laughs> the whole show's uh, been off the rails. No, I man. think the whole show as all like I think Uticast as a production is off the rails. <laughs> At episode thirty, I think we finally made it off the rails. We're off the rails. Pretty good. <laughs> you deserve it. Thanks, man. <laughs> um, so the Oscar nominations came out this week, yeah. um, and for the second year in a row, I feel like there's a big. There's a big issue with there not only being all white people, right? Yeah. Uh, I've seen a lot of people talk about boycotting the Oscars. Do you feel like we should boycott the Oscars because yes. it's all the white people? Just um, yes. immediately after we get the Redskins football team to change their name. <laughs> then we will jump in line behind not enough black people in the Oscars. There's a few things we got to get through first. I well, here's, here, here's my thing. You see, you see a news show, whatever, they're like, you know, oh, all the Oscar nominees did this or they were this way or they were this or that. Who cares? Like it's the Oscars. Who's giving? Who's even giving that much credit? Like they didn't nominate this or that. Well, it's a cabal of people who it's are a very in the, self-serving. They're award in the show where the members of that group that were invited to watch you a live vote power. for each other. You know what do you expect out of you that? You give them the power. <laughs> if you social didn't, circle. If you didn't nominate certain people for certain things, you give them the power. If you care about the Oscars, then it matters. If you yeah. don't care, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Nobody cares about the Oscars. It's just fun to live tweet if other people are on Twitter. Other than that, who gives a shit? Mm. That's my one swear for the week, by the way. <laughs> I've heard you swear a couple times already. Andy. Well, you can take mine for this week. I said arse earlier. That's not a swear. You keep, stop trying to make arse happen. It's, it's never, never going to happen. You have to let arse <laughs> know to put up the TVM um, at the end. Better so off with fetch than arse. I do think. I do think it probably diminishes the uh, the stature of the Oscars a little bit. Like I think people are a little bit like rolling their eyes at the Oscars now. Uh, because years. you're a Creed supporter here, and you were. I think you haven't even seen the movie yet. Should we watch for Michael B. Jordan? Okay, wait a minute. Wait, I like Michael you haven't even seen him act in the movie Parkinson, yet. that's good for you to say because you're mad at Sam for loving Creed and you're like, you know what? You love Creed and you haven't even seen it yet. Rah, rah. You hate Creed and you haven't seen it yet. You won't watch it. I hate it so much. All right, so... Um, Should we watch Creed after we... I'm watching Creed tonight. Section? I'm, I'm going to watch Creed tonight. You know what? Yeah, let's do a real Creed in the, fu- in the streets and you, let's just... I'll be Michael B. Jordan. Let's make a movie called Creed and you can play Scott Stapp and you can and we'll just follow your transition from popular music act to disgusting trash hole band. Be- I remember I remember when that when the movie was coming out, I like I'll never forget, Sam, you said to me, you were like, Oh dude, you know, it's coming up, I can't wait. I really want to go see Creed. And I forgot they were making a movie, and in my head I'm like are you doing some weird ironic thing where Creed is playing at like the showroom at Turning Stone no. and you're going to pretend you want to go because like it's funny but we're not going? forgot it was a movie. Do you know what it's called when you win an Oscar, a Tony, an Emmy, and a Grammy? 
No. It's called an EGOT. Only a few people in the world have ever won an EGOT. To EGOT, EGOT is... Joe EGOT was the first. I didn't come up with it, huh? Joe EGOT was the first. Big Joe EGOT. Yeah. It was totally ironic that that was his last name. Singer, dancer, actor, extraordinary. Uh, And there was like a few people. I think Mel Brooks is like one of the few people. Really? Yeah. Well, think about it. How many... You have to do... Diminishes the value of the award. No, it doesn't. It it increases your value as a performer. I like how how he says something controversial (laughs) and you just watch this whole face like, ha ha, I said something nobody's going to agree with just to be the bad guy. You're a bad man. Uh, I guess the point of my question was if you could win one of these four major artistic awards. What are the four? Oscar, an Emmy, a Tony, or a Grammy. Certainly not a Tony, not an Emmy because who's on basic cable. Not an Oscar because movies are for nerds. The Grammy. No, I feel like it comes down to Emmy, Grammy and Oscar. Emmy yeah. or Oscar. Emmy's really good for television shows, though, because it's not basic cable. Like Sopranos is Justin Barkinson won a Golden Globe this year. Yeah. yeah. No, People's Choice Award. Yeah. Biggest heel. Dude, everyone <laughs> knows the VMAs are the biggest award show around. So. I'd like to win a VMA. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Moonman? What's, no, which one is the one that's the popcorn? The video. Oh, that's, uh, that's no, the that's movie award. It's not a win an MTV movie award yeah. for Best Kiss. <laughs> Let's see how this live gag goes. Uh, Sam, how many weeks has it been since we've had an over under? Oh, over under three, I think. Remember, that used to be a over. thing. When we started talking uh, about under, over, no, over three weeks. We, we started talking about over. doing this show, like, yeah, every show we're going to end it with an over under or one or yeah. the other. And we rarely make it to it because we're out here and there's so many minutes. Let me tell you a little something about over unders that I got, that I learned. I thought it was really easy to come up with things that you could overrate, underrate. It's hard to come up with things that are general enough that you can have a debate. Because most things are very easily rateable. Like, oh, this Bud Light, it's garbage. Overrated. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? like, easy. General consensus by most of the public. Uh, I guess not, actually, right? But it's in the here nor there. But yeah, I like over-unders. They just, they're hard to come up with. So if anyone ever has over-unders, send them to Uticast at gmail. Yeah. Dot com. You know, if mailbag questions. If you had a fully functioning yeah. website that would just make it real easy for people to send mailbag questions, you might get some. If everybody, yeah, how about that? that? If everybody about that, that favorited a tweet, sent a mailbag question, we'd never have to write the show again. It'd be amazing. Yeah, do our work for us, folks. All right, so let's move on to the over unders. I have two of them that are related to the Oscars. You like though. how I set you up, though? You did as good. I knew you were coming. All right, so let's uh, so let's move on. Uh, this man was. Nominated for yet another Oscar. It seems like all he does now is just take movies where he's trying to win Oscar for male actor. That's unfair. Overrated, underrated, Leonardo DiCaprio. Kevin, please begin. It pains me to say what I'm about to say. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, DiCaprio no. is a little bit overrated. Mm. The reason that he has never won the Oscars is because he's never been the best actor of the year. Here's my problem with DiCaprio. He has a problem, same thing I see in Clooney, I see in other people. Obviously, nobody's as bad as Clooney, but whenever I watch a movie, no matter who he plays, I've seen The Revenant, I saw Wolf of Wall Street, The Aviator, uh, Blood Diamond, Titanic, everything Leonardo DiCaprio has ever been in, I can't help but see him as Leonardo DiCaprio as. He's not a guy like a Daniel Day-Lewis, a guy like Tom Hardy, my personal favorite, different people like that who they go in and fall into these roles He's always DiCaprio playing a guy, and that's why he's never won the big prize. DiCaprio is the slightest bit overrated. I'm sorry to say it. Leo, if you're listening, I don't mean nothing personal. Overrated. I think he falls into the Jack Nicholson category, which is the same thing you're talking about. Jack Nicholson. He is is the new Jack Nicholson. He's this generation's Jack Nicholson. He's what Christian Slater wanted to be. 
Christian yes. Slater wow. dreams about Leonardo DiCaprio at night Christian when he's Slater home. Christian my favorite actor of all time. Not an and I know that because I saw him. He's pretty he good. Because he works at the GMA in my studio, <laughs> Christian Slater. <laughs> yeah. He was pretty good yeah, as an yeah. archer in a couple seasons ago. I like Christian Slater, but Christian Slater is another guy who when you see him in a movie, you're like, hey, look at that guy. It's Christian Slater. Also, real the quick, sidebar, overrated, underrated, bad. Archer. Underrated, everybody watch it. Go ahead. Oh, Archer? I do. I love Archer. Yeah. I, I wish... Think- my take, I'm not, you're not getting an archer on this without no, no speaking the piece T- on DiCaprio. Leo. You T- guys, go ahead. That's what I'm looking for. My take is on who does the guy work with, like, with directors? Scorsese. The best. All of the best. Yeah. And they, it's not I like feel like that's a further incitement of No, but I'm saying, but they, he doesn't walk up to them and be like, hey, put me in your Like, they want to work with him because he is the best. Because they like making He's money. He's extremely... Underrated in the the appreciation that he had the shake heartthrob for the longest time, like a teen, like all, that was for so him. So you identify with him? Yes. The no, tough time so, having yeah, to shake the yeah, heartthrob. It's very time. difficult. Yeah, it's very I still haven't gotten past it. But anyways, no, the guy's been typecasted from for years and years and years, and he keeps coming out with good stuff because everybody wants to work with him. That's what makes you underrated is when they're begging for him. It's not the other way around. He's not like trying to find gigs. The best people. The dude who won the Academy Award last year is working with him this year. He's the best. Will Leo win the Academy Award yes. this year for The Revenant? Yes. Yes? It might be a lifetime I haven't seen the nominees, but I would be surprised. That guy acted the shit yeah. out of that movie. It's not a great movie, but no. he did He's very work. good. Yeah. It's a very good movie. Tough to win Academy Award for Best Actor in a movie that's not going to win Best Movie, though, right? I feel like. Not yeah, necessarily. No, probably not. I don't know. All right, let's move on. Uh, another Oscar bait question. Uh, I don't think I don't think Hateful Eight was up for any Oscars this year. I don't think any actors. Oh, don't were. get him started. Um, but no, we're gonna do it because it's an interesting question. Uh, you didn't like Hateful Eight, overrated Justin. or underrated? Quentin Tarantino, Justin. I do love Tarantino. That's Justin, maybe why I, I was so I upset say about bef- Hateful Eight. Before you get started, you are the only one out of the three of us who have seen Hateful Eight yet. Yep. Yeah. True. So I can't talk about Hateful Eight. As a whole, it's um, it's it's a uh, it's you, Tarantino. Re- you said like it was his, a little too formulaic. Like it was a little bit too. Yeah, well, it's, it's Tarantino. That, and his, it's obvious at this point that his best ideas are over, and he's kind of trying to be Tarantino-ish, or you know what I mean. Like it's not uh, okay. He had his, his. He's not making good movies anymore. You can go back to the last. Like this was the worst. Jackie Brown was the worst one he's ever done. This oh, worst one. Whoa, 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 whoa. This, whoa, whoa. this is worse. Back up, this Jackie worse. Brown is, is the worse. most underrated movie Quentin Tarantino has ever made. Okay. Oh, good. I'm glad you agree. Okay. Mm. I'm glad you agree. I'm trying to think. The only, I didn't. I didn't love Inglorious Bastards the way I wanted to. Like I wanted to walk into that movie. and I feel like, it to be my favorite. I movie. love Inglorious Bastards because I feel like the. Re, I mean, we rewatched Inglorious Bastards on like a Sunday morning couple weeks ago. Very because watchable. of the rewatchability, like I'm gonna rewatch Glorious Bastards before I rewatch any Tarantino movie for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Maybe it's the chapters, maybe it's whatever. But that was kind of peak for me. The movie that let me down a little bit was Django. I wanted Django to yeah, be Django a little, little bit better. Stunk. Well, Django was the first one that Django I really didn't stink, but like I wanted not, Django yeah. to be better. I thought Django was too long. This was really. It felt like the, the movie could have ended in the damn the guys, shootout scene, and then he went back. Like a whole another scene ap- happened after when the movie clearly. Did you guys? Yeah, got really bad. Yeah. You read about that. Did you ever hear the rumor where they offered the part of Jay yeah, to Will to Smith? Will Smith. Yeah. And Will Smith was like, "No, man, I'm the lead, so I've got to kill DiCaprio because I'm the lead, yeah. so I won't take it." Which is kind of weird. 
that would have been a whole left mm-hmm. turn for Will Smith's career to be the Jimmy Fallon. Right? Like, like he's Django. playing for the Saints. He lived in Utica. And now he's yeah. playing Django. That's really crazy. <laughs> like yeah. you wouldn't think Double they'd hire a football player because he was a good player. But anyway, what's next on over under? Oh, uh, we only got one more over under edit. Uh, we watched. The NFL this weekend. It is the NFL playoffs. People are hyped up for it. Uh, we watched some good football games, actually, as much as I hate to give the NFL any credit. They were pretty exciting. Overrated, underrated, the NFL playoffs. Saturday was overrated. Saturday was underrated. Uh, Sunday was overrated. Like Sunday was very boring football between the, C- the Seahawks game. Off to a fast start. Very I would boring. The Pittsburgh watch. and the Denver game, no scoring whatsoever. Like That, that stuff... Felt like week four. I, I would rather you know. watch a Sunday afternoon Thunder and Grizzlies game than yeah. any NFL game. So sure. overrated. I'll say this. Uh, I'm, I'm glad we talked about this because I go. I tend to go off on the NFL a lot and how much I kind of over the product and this and that. There was a moment during that Green Bay Packers Arizona Cardinals game with the whole hail mary that at was the pretty end. Good. And then it goes in an extra, uh, you know, the fact extra that he time. Did it earlier in the year too, like it's yeah. another hail mary. Like this guy is just can do whatever he wants. What I'm saying is that sometimes because of the way the game of football works, like the way the mechanics of the game work, it allots itself for these really mm-hmm. interesting singular once in a lifetime moments to happen. And that was one of them. And when those moments happen, you sort of look at you go, okay, I understand why. Yeah. Why is you know maybe the flip I, side, you know, doesn't that make football a little bit overrated though? Because no, uh, Carolina went up thirty-one to nothing and won what 31-28. Like they came back, but True. the game wasn't that close. Would you but rather that, that almost like allowed you to think that that game was tight? It wasn't. Would you rather watch the NFL playoffs or the uh, Major League Baseball playoffs? Wow. That's tough, tough, right? I know. Um, and for next episode, the Patriots. <laughs> Are gonna win the whole thing again? Oh, yeah, oh God, God, no! Episode no, no. thirty, we'll Episode see it done. Done. No, 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 no,